Hello and welcome to HR Essentials. I'm Laura and in this show, you'll hear from a range of special guests, top HR leaders all offering a slightly different, delightfully honest and an engaging exploration on all things HR. From management and leadership to HR technology and pretty much everything else in between. So whether you're a HR professional or not, stay tuned as we dig up tips, tools, and insights that you can apply to your own organization. Hello and welcome to Leaderonomics FM. I'm Laura, and in this episode of HR Essentials, we will be discussing on employee onboarding. Why is this key to retaining and engaging new hires? And with me today, we have Rowena Florence, the HR Director of Microsoft Asia Pacific HR Consulting. She's a strong HR leader, recognized through various global and worldwide company awards on her impact towards developing leaders, digital transformations, and really championing diversity and inclusion initiatives in the workplace. It's a pleasure to have you with us today, Rowena. Welcome to the show. Pleasure is mine. Thank you very much, Laura. So we know that the war for talent isn't won when employees just walk in your company's door, right? The challenge simply changes from hiring them to keeping them and that battle begins on day one with effective onboarding. What What is onboarding to you? So to me, onboarding um, really does not start at the day one of the employee. Onboarding starts even before that. And at the same time, onboarding, uh, uh, I, well, let's look at it in two context, right? The first context, which is most commonly known, is that onboarding is that part of uh, a series of activities where an employee have to be connected uh, with the systems, have to be able to be able to enter the premises, be yeah. able to understand what's have the management, organ- have a seat, organizational chart and all that. Okay, yeah. so that is Onboarding, yes, but that is just an activity, mm. a series of activities, and quite frankly, it hardly makes a dent mm. in terms of the real meaning of onboarding. And what is the real meaning of onboarding? Here is what onboarding is. Onboarding is the ability of an organization to be able to uh, harness uh, as much as possible the different perspective that a new employee brings into an organization. Mm. It is also the ability of an organization to be able to assimilate uh, an employee, uh, a new employee from another industry or another company, the same industry, uh, into the organization's um, persona or yeah. culture. Yeah. It's a process, it's a two-way process. And one thing I can tell you, it's hardly an activity. <laughs> it is a journey. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Uh, you can't put a timeline like uh, in one week or one month, the person should already be onboarded. Mm. Uh, it, is, it is a journey. It is a two-way uh, process. It has to be mutually effective. Mm. And there is, a, uh, there is an ownership and accountability to, its, to it being successful on all parties. Mm. HR is part of that. Uh, the leader himself or herself has to be accountable to that, and the employee must have uh, must constructively participate mm. and really be uh, a willing participant in the entire process. Yeah. That is the essence of onboarding, in my view. Yeah, and I totally agree. Um, it's it's not just a one sided activity, but it's a journey. And we also know that first impressions are always very crucial. Um, Gallup actually has a study that says that about thirty three percent of new hires 
actually start searching for a new job within six months and 23% of new employees leave their job within the first year. And I think this is a bad sign, especially that, you know, we employers spend so much money, time and energy in recruitment or even training. Um, but yet this still happens. What is onboarding like in Microsoft? I reference the Gallup research and, and um, in reference to that, I actually subscribe to that. I think I, I think that's true. It, yeah. Um, the first three months uh, is a a volatile stage for for the mm. organization mm. as well as for the employee as well, uh, because everything is changing within the environment of the employee. Mm. So as in any change, uh, it's always a, a delicate uh, phase mm. or stage, and that is when a company might actually just lose a talent that they have just acquired. Um, from the market and probably invested a lot on. And at the same time, for the employee, um, you know, if it doesn't go well, uh, remember, entering a new employee or a, a new organization is a risk for both sides, mm. not just for the company yeah. as well as for the employee. An employee is letting go of current employment uh, arrangement engagement that he or she has, and at the same time, uh, endeavoring to progress uh, in, in, in the career, and at the same time, exploring other industries. So there's a lot of at stake. Mm. And uh, with the eagerness of both sides, I think sometimes if it's not managed well, mm -hmm. uh, it can go a little bit haywire. And that is that phase of the first three months or probably even right. five months, six months. Have you gone through a haywired onboarding experience? I, I did, I did. I went through a phase, I think, during my first six months when it really entered my mind. Uh, mm. To look for something else. To, to look for something else. Because it's just not like, it's not snapping altogether. Right. And it's a very, uh, what do you call that? It's a very, it's a feeling that is very, uh, it's you not a good feeling. Lost, you feel a bit it, lost. Yeah, you, you feel a little bit lost and then you feel like, did I make a wrong decision? Right. So I went through that. I went through that experience and quite frankly, no one's a winner. Mm. Not me and not the organization if there is that Yeah, I'm sure productivity yeah. will be affected as well. Oh yes, definitely. Mm. Definitely. So I went through that. So that Gallup research is something that I've lived uh, through before. And, and I see that a lot as well in various organizations. Even in my current organization, it's really, and that's really true. But I want to go back to your question about what is onboarding like uh, in Microsoft. Yeah. Um, the first, and there's a lot. We can probably have three days to discuss just <laughs> wow. that. But one thing I want to call out is really... First, we recognize that it's a change curve mm. for both parties. Mm. So even on uh, new employment conversations that we have, or you know, during one-on-one, -on -one, you do check-ins with a new employee. We always put it on the table that, hey, this is, there's a change curve happening mm. here. And go through the journey. It's not going to be, uh, we are here with you, what support you need and all that. But first, let us acknowledge there's a change management. You know, you know the, mm. the feeling of, excitement yeah. and then the feeling of questioning yourself <laughs> and then the feeling of wondering yeah and then and then you plateau into a a stable stage right. so there is if you look at the graph it's like going up and then it goes down a feeling of uncertainty difficulty and then it goes up and then and yeah. then you are at your optimum performance right. and at that point in time everyone's a winner so i think in in microsoft we acknowledge that really mm. and we talk about it mm. very very openly with the with the, with the new hire. That, that's yeah. good. That's very intentional, knowing that, like what you say, it is a change management process. And, and you know, for someone who 
who left a previous job for different reasons maybe uh, and coming into a new job uh, that could be key to help them um, manage that transition as well that's correct yeah. recognizing that something is happening mm. is the first stage to uh, being on an optimal yeah. existence <laughs> yeah but just being aware of it and, yes. and, and, and then I guess the next step will be taking taking action on how to mitigate that yeah. and, and so why, why do you think we must value the onboarding process? I'm sure there are many benefits to it and it's a key topic nowadays. Why do you think we must value this onboarding process? Because onboarding is a very good platform, not just for the employee and for the organization, but also to be able to see capabilities of managers mm. uh, in their abilities to onboard holistically on a new employee. And by that, by holistically, I essentially uh, am referencing the ability of an organization to harvest for as long as possible and as much as possible, a different perspective, a different point of view of an employee who has come from a different industry, mm. who has come from, or who has come from a, the same industry, but for a, from a different organization and different uh, set of uh, great achievements in, in the previous company. Now, that ability to be able to bring in fresh perspective. It's almost like an outside-in perspective. Mm. It's something that doesn't come naturally, but it's something that needs to be facilitated even mm. by, by a manager. So for example, um, in, in a discussion in the company during the onboarding phase, I see that the great managers typically would literally ask a new employee, what's your perspective? <laughs> like, you know, it's it's an it's a gift. It's an yeah. offering of something that you don't normally hear because, yeah. uh, in most probably probability, the new employee is probably from your competitor right. or from your. Of course, we're not talking about com competitive information here. I'm talking about perspectives. Yeah. I'm talking about a different way of thinking. Yeah, I, I uh, think I think you make yeah. them feel valued as well from the right from the get go because they get to share yes. from their own experiences and and I'm sure that will bring out a sense of loyalty and the desire to. Make it work. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. That ability to feel that you are contributing, mm. I think, speaks volumes in terms of a person's, uh, of any person's feeling of being included. Engage as well. Engage. And yes. that's important, I think. Um, a lot, I mean, there's a lot of surveys that say um, people leave because they are disengaged and productivity is plummet because they're disengaged, right? Yes, and this is, is, if you can get it right from the beginning and engage them, then they're, they're going to be there for the long run. Yes, yes. So I mentioned about the manager capability. That is yeah. very, very important because that's a almost like a facilitator role. Yeah. Because other than the manager, new employee, there's also the, the team as well, the broader team and the mm -hmm. different stakeholders. And they need to really see and be able to appreciate uh, and harvest, like what I said, mm. a different perspective. Mm. That's interesting because I, I know what onboarding is. I, we know the benefits. The obvious ones will be, you know, it can be a strategic differentiator for talent development. Employees feel more connected, engaged. But you never hear about what's in it also for the manager, right? And that's also development for them because how do you... Um, help another person or coach or mentor uh, a new person and, and that could be an ROI to see whether onboarding works or not. Definitely. Yeah. And so while organizations clearly recognize the importance of onboarding, 
I think you know based on my interactions or conversations with different people, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are getting it right. Um, and about one third of employees say that they don't think their organization did the right thing in onboarding to help them prepare and begin their new role. And interestingly, Gallup also found that only 12% of employees strongly agree their organization does a great job of onboarding new employees. And that means 88% mm. actually don't think their organizations do a great job. Why do you think onboarding receives less attention than the other parts of the hiring process? I, I think it's uh, primarily cost. It mean, it's, not, it's not a fact, it's just my point of view. Mm. Uh, I think it's primarily uh, cost, probably, mm. by looking at onboarding as just like what you said earlier, a single, activity, singular activity, yeah. a tick in the box, and that really hardly makes any positive impact on, on both parties. Um, because if that's the belief, then all the activities around it will be, will be built on that belief. Mm. It's a long process, uh, and there, it, it's like a minefield of so many things. You know, we spoke about that's where you see a great manager. That's where mm. you see... Uh, managers who can potentially be great leaders mm. on how they on how they're able to get the best out of a new employee. Mm. That's where you see. That's where you develop uh, good ambassadors. So it's a multi-party engagement, mm. and it's it's a minefield of so many good things. Mm. And how to mine it is 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 the trick. And there's there's really no framework to that. Yeah. <laughs> what can be what can be written in a framework are the activities. Right, yeah. But uh, a leader, yeah. you know, it naturally comes out. Yeah. And when you talk about research, for example, like what Gallup did when 88% said um, it wasn't really that great or that their companies didn't do a great job. At the end of it, if you look at it, it's not really about what was done. Mm. It's about how they felt, right? Yeah. It's about did they feel that they belong? Mm. Did they feel that they had to climb a fence to be able to, to, uh, to put across their own point of view, which could be a little bit different from mm. the rest? Uh, did they feel included? It, it's a feeling. feeling. So, even, so we don't know how the Gallup survey was structured, mm. Mm. but that will inevitably will come out in the way people respond. Yeah. So the boxes may have been ticked, right. but was the feeling of inclusion... Yeah there yeah the genuine feeling of right. Uh, you know that's that's harder to measure because everyone yeah. goes through it differently yes. um but you're right i think it's not just about ticking the boxes and it's it's a multi-department kind of responsibility it's not just a hr's role you can't yeah we can facilitate that but it's also the line managers who will need to play a big part in empowering making sure that the new employees engage um, and not feeling like a fish out of water. And so a lot of people yeah. need to play a part. And maybe that's why it's not, you know, it's not done, it's not done well yet, or so as best as we want it to be, because so many people are involved and yes. you know, maybe no one takes ownership of it. But I think that's very important to really be intentional about the journey, be intentional about the activities mm. uh, that you want to put around it. Most companies actually assign a mentor, mm. uh, a body to, to a new employee. And that is great. I think a body is needed to really understand what the job is and how to navigate. Yeah. But when it comes to mentorship, how I typically do it is when I talk to a new employee, I tell them, I'm not going to assign a mentor for you. 
I will want you to look for a mentor for yourself because I think a good mentor-mentee relationship is founded not on you know, matching them together mm. by, by some framework or definition, but it's about chemistry. Yeah. It's about the ability to connect. Yeah. And for that to be effective, the new employee should be part of the selection process. Right. In, in fact, should drive the selection right. process. And I think they need to be the one to say, I would want Laura to be my mentor. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I want to learn from yeah. her and I want to hear her perspectives. And I can only identify Laura if we have already coexisted and I've had an experience with you about how you are as a person. So I look at you not just a work buddy, but someone that I can get guidance and perspectives Mm. from, offline or online, uh, recorded or unrecorded, confidential or or something that can be, uh, you know, on my personal records. I have to, as a new employee, I have to be part of that selection process. Typically, at least in Microsoft, we, we would assign a new employee a buddy and I would say, okay, you really need a body to learn how to navigate <laughs> yeah. Yeah, inside. But when you are ready to identify Grow, a mentor, yeah. Yeah. let me know. I'll just be here right. and uh, we'll facilitate that for you. Right, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I like that distinction between buddy and mentor also yes. because then it's very clear what uh, the expectations are. Yes. Um, yeah, I think buddy... I think that's the most, the least that any organization can do in the onboarding process to buddy them up with someone, you know, to know where the good food are, um, you know, where, where which toilet <laughs> I should use. Exit is, <laughs> oh, yeah. When there's fire, where do you okay, run, right? That too. <laughs> but yeah, but mentoring is when you, typically then the, the new employee will also be able to meet different people and make that connection and understand better who they want to be mentored by. So all these are all in the process of the change management curve. Mm. The person becomes more comfortable. Yeah. The person is able to go on her, her own or his own yeah. e- eventually. But yeah, so all of the, the, those are elements. And the, the foundation of that is really, as well, the authenticity, authenticity. That, that you're welcoming a yeah. new employee. Yeah. yeah, cool. That is important. Very yeah. nice. We've been talking to Rowena Florence, the HR Director of Microsoft. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about how can technology help drive great onboarding. Stay tuned. Kevin is at an interview for a job. He's a fresh grad and hopes to gain his first working experience. The interviewer asks him, I see that you're very much academically inclined. Oh, thank you. I try my best. Uh, yes, but there doesn't seem to be much working experience on your resume. Uh, yeah, I just graduated, so this will be my first job. Great, we'll call you. Thank you so much. I'm pretty sure you know how this ends. HR interviewers are not only looking at what's on paper. They're looking to understand you, your strengths, as well as areas of improvement and how you could be a fit for the job you applied for, as well as the organization's culture. Past working experience can help paint this picture. Sure, most fresh grads don't have much working experience, so how can they convince an employer to take a chance on them? Here's what Kevin could have said. Uh, yes, but there doesn't seem to be much working experience on your resume. Yes, but I'm a fast learner, I'm eager to learn, and I'm very hardworking. 
An answer like that would have been better, as it shows what you're willing to bring to the table. But to do so, Kevin has to be aware of what he's actually good at and what he's willing to improve. An easy way for someone in Kevin's shoes to go about identifying his strengths and weaknesses is to take a virtual assessment. If you find yourself in this position, a great resource you could use is the Virtual Assessment Center at Leadernomics.com. It would help give you a head start on taking control of your future interview process and to know a little bit more about yourself. Own your future. Link is in the episode's description. Welcome back. You've been listening to HR Essentials. We have Rowena Florence, the HR Director of Microsoft Asia Pacific HR Consulting with us today to discuss the topic on employee onboarding. Why is this key to retaining and engaging new hires? And before the break, we talked about the value that onboarding can bring and how it can be a key element in retaining and engaging employees. Now let's move on to technology. How do you think technology can help drive great onboarding? It helps a lot. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it makes it a lot easier and it makes it even very, uh, what you call it, it's very rich uh, in terms of information and data that's gathered. When we talk about onboarding as well, it doesn't just uh, start at the time that an employee starts with an organization. Mm. It starts, we use technology even before that. A candidate who comes into an organization or who went through an interview process uh, with, the organi- with the company, they receive a survey. Mm. Uh, we solicit their feedback about how their experience wow. was, whether they get the job or they don't get the job, but they went through the process. We solicit how it was for them. We solicit information how it was for them, voluntarily, of course, and we hope that they, you know, they provide us information. Their, mm. their experience may not be great. Their experience may be great. Whatever it is, we want to be able to, to, to get that information. Uh, for us to know what are the things that we can improve more mm, to, um, uh, to, to be better. Yeah. And when you talk about those information, that's massive data. And uh, the best way to be able to collect that and the best way to be able to process that data and turn it into insights mm. would be through technology. So that's, mm. that's where you use it. And that's not just on the onboarding part, it's the pre-boarding part. Mm. And then, of course, the onboarding itself, the first... Uh, part of it, which is, you know, the connections and all that. But um, beyond that, part of the assimilation process is to enable an employee to be part of communities, focus groups, mm. and um, being, in a, being in a worldwide, a global organization, there are so many um, focus groups that an employee can participate in, uh, whatever their areas of interest is, are. And... Uh, uh, it, that is done through uh, through the uh, help of technology, mm. the exchange of ideas, platforms of discussion, forums, uh, Q and A, even new employee community groups. Yeah. Or let's say we have an employee who's a new mother, right. for example. So we have a support group for uh, employees who are in that particular yeah. stage or yeah. new fathers mm. for that matter or or people employees who have a particular responsibility to take care of their mm. aging parents yeah. at the end of the day it's about being one and and knowing that there's someone yeah. uh, with you who's probably going through the same thing yeah. that is one element of uh, uh, what you call this assimilation and being inclusive and um, technology plays a great role in even enhancing that because then if you could actually go have these conversations even outside your 
immediate environment and mm. get different perspectives from other cultures, that would be great. That would mm. make it even more enriching yeah. and a more positive experience and technology helps right. that. And if I'm listening correctly, it really helps to speed up also the mm-hmm. process of getting to know people, getting to know the, the company yes. um, when normally you have to take a long time to yes. assimilate but with technology it really helps and I'm just thinking through also um, like in Liramix what we do we have a, we have a digital learning team yep. and so for some of our clients they actually engage us to help them with their onboarding yeah. so instead of coming on the first day and telling you okay this is what we do this is our vision our mission these are people they, they make it into a video Yes, and they send it to you pre you know pre-boarding before you join and you have to answer a series of quizzes so that those things that are you know the documentary stuff you can get it done and out of the way so that when you come on the first day then you know it's it's going to be a high touch point it's going to be engaging um, so I think there's, there's the part for technology to play there as well to, mm. to ensure that the experience is is rewarding and holistic and it's not just about ticking the boxes that's right yeah. can I actually uh, build on that a little bit I want sure. to I want to talk about the learn you, you spoke about the learning uh, digital learning forum mm. that you have so I want to speak about this because a lot of new employees t- tell me about this. They really appreciate the learning uh, portal that we have, mm. uh, the learning modules, so the, the approach by which we handle the learning and development aspect, uh, especially for new hires. So our uh, technology, for that matter, uh, when an employee opens that particular uh, site, that particular portal, the employee will already see what are the must-have mm. Class, you know, must attend classes, right. uh, virtual classes that the employee must go through, yeah. and that is a combination of video, audio, in short bites, mm. very succinct, mm. very direct, and very uh, not generic. It, it's really customized to your particular role. Mm. So if you are in finance, and then if you are in HR, this, and if you're in yeah. sales, and if you're <laughs> in marketing, this one, and then there is that second level, which is optional trainings, mm. like. What are your areas of interest? Mm. That's not required of you today, but could be your area of interest. Mm. So that's how as well you, you explore. Right. And then you connect that with what's your other aspirations that you can probably, uh, f- uh, what do you call this, fulfill whilst you are in, in Microsoft. Yeah. Because now you have all these learning facilities that you can... For free. Yeah, for yeah. free, yes. And, you and then, of course, for the technical aspect, you also have those certifications. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's really great. Yeah. I think I, a lot of us take it for granted what we have. <laughs> uh, but when you have a new employee coming in, it's like they really appreciate it. And yeah. I, I, nonstop, I hear a lot of this. Oh, that's that's really why I wanted good. to talk about it. Yeah. yeah, I think I would too as a new employee. Um, I mean, it's, it's one way to show that, hey, that the company actually cares mm. about about my development. I mean, mm. it's just a simple way to say it. Uh, but just by having all these um, tools in place, to f- learn more about the company, learn more about my role, my responsibility, my expectations. Um, that really helps to engage um, and eventually retain a new hire. Can I just say one more thing, by the way, about <laughs> that? Ahead, uh, I want to talk about accessibility, mm. right? The way Microsoft technology, the platforms that we have, even for learning for our own organization, for our own employees, uh, we uh, really focus a lot as well on accessibility, which means mm. that uh, some of our employees may have some, may be uh, able differently, you mm. know, may have uh, some challenges in hearing, uh, mm. challenges in absorbing information in uh, what you call this uh, audio mm. or 
so there's video, there's audio, there are captions that, okay. and you know, an employee can actually replay it back. Right. And I think most of our um, trainings, I think, are also available. Not all I know, but but some critical ones are available in multi languages. Mm. That is, I think, a testament of how you can adapt technology mm. to uh, to also represent what you are standing for mm. uh, right. in terms of diversity yeah. inclusion. Sorry, I just needed to mention that because it's, <laughs> I, I know I really you are, like that. Yeah, you you are huge on diversity and inclusion. I can I can really see that come true even in your thoughts and your uh, conversations. And before we wrap up, Rowena, what are your three tips that you can give to someone who, or an organization who has not yet already have an onboarding process? What, did, what can they do to start it? For a holistic um, onboarding process, the first one is uh, acknowledging and recognizing and actually believing that it is a multi-party mm. engagement. Um, there has to be active participation uh, of all parties involved, not just the employee, not just the manager, not just HR, not just the leader, but the synchronicity of everything uh, and everyone and, and all parties uh, is what makes for a great onboarding. Uh, the second point would be that it is really a journey. Uh, mm, there is no yeah. timeline to it. Uh, you, you would want it to be as short as possible, of course, in terms of <laughs> timeline, but uh, we employees, uh, people have different stages and speed by which we, they are able to assimilate and really be able to uh, contribute uh, in an optimum way. And we need to recognize that and adapt to that. The third tip that I would give is, if I may borrow the uh, quote, one of the quotes of one of my favorite poets, Maya Lu Angelou. Uh, she said, or she wrote, it's not how, it's not what you said, mm. it is how you made them. You feel. made me feel. Yeah. And I think if every new employee in any organization who went through an onboarding process, no matter what the time frame is, it is that part, it is what they felt during those critical stages of the change management curve. Yeah what it was for them and how it was for them, what they felt, how they felt, is what really translates to retention. Mm. It, it is what really translates to even to succession plan. Mm. You are developing great leaders. It is what translates to good ambassadorship. That's really good. It is the how. So that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what I would probably say would be the three tips. Nice. And I think for all of us also, uh, it's a good time to do a quick check on our own organization. Um, need to take a maybe a long, hard look at our approach. And, and does, does our onboarding process mainly consist of just paperwork and introductions to staff and management? Uh, or does it involve more things? And We've been discussing about how it should involve much more than just the new hire experience. It should be a journey. Um, it should not be just uh, a series of activities. Because I think no employee should be left to navigate the waters of a new job alone, take good care of uh, them during this critical time and I'm sure we will benefit from improved job satisfaction, greater employee retention and a more positive culture to our organisation. Thank you, Rowena, for being with us today. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.